Hi everybody, welcome to Pink Fog Trans in Spain. Um, I'm Carla. And hi there, I'm Rachel. Hi everybody. Um, have a, I hope you've all had a, a wonderful week um, since the last one. Just before I do anything else, I'd like to apologise for it being a day late last week. We haven't got a set day for the podcast. We always seem to be doing it on a Tuesday because that's the day I come down to see Rachel and we go out and stuff. Um, but last week I had a problem with the app um, that we, we record it on, Anchor. And um, I lost the podcast, I lost the recording, <laughs> all 46 minutes of it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, I downloaded it, went to do something, came back, and it disappeared. And we panicked, and we thought we were going to have to do it all over again, and, uh, and, and we weren't sure how or when, because I'd be back at home and everything else. And you can do them remotely, which is good. So we did plan to do it on Thursday afternoon, and then on Wednesday morning... I found it, <laughs> there was a, a, I don't know how I found it, there was a little number one next to something and I clicked it and there it was. And I was able to publish it on Wednesday. Well this week, it's we're actually recording it on Monday evening um, because I've come out over a, a day early um, because of reasons I'll explain in a minute. Um, so I'll be downloading it at the end and I'll be putting it out on Tuesday, hopefully as per normal, just... Um, a day after the actual recording. Um, I am uh, here. I came on, on Sunday early evening um, and um, down to the apartment because my wife um, almost pretty much suggested it. Apparently, um, there was somebody on TV called Adele <laughs> and then um, two people called Anton Deck and some sort of castle or whatever it is. It used to be a jungle and it's... It used to be a jungle, but it's a castle now. And she said, I can't I can't be sitting here in the same living room with you, sitting there criticising and moaning all night about Adele. And why have they got Adele on? And why have they got this woman on singing when they could have someone much better on? And, and what are these two idiots, this, this celebrity thing? So I said, well, she said, so why, why can't you go, go to Rachel's? And I said, are you serious? She said, yeah. I said, great, I'll go. See ya. And here you so, are. <laughs> so we went out last night and stayed over and um and we're going out tonight and then it'll be time to go home again. So it is a day early um because of that. So uh so so welcome everybody. Um as usual, uh, I'll give you my email address. So please um send us emails with your um ideas and comments and everything on. Um that's sweetlips12 at gmail.com. Um, we have got loads of new listeners, which is great. Um, actually, where, where, where did I say the latest? Norway. Norway. We got a listener in Norway, which is fabulous, absolutely fabulous. That's after you taking the Mickey out of Norwegian karaoke last week as well. I didn't take the Mickey out. I was just <laughs> saying it was very, very difficult, very, very unusual. <laughs> Although British karaoke is not much better, to be perfectly honest. Oh my God. Um, apart from mine. Um, so yeah, so we got lots of lots of new listeners, which is fabulous. Well, thank you very much for listening. I hope you continue to listen and spread the word, tell your friends, and everything else. Um, so if you write to me at sweetlips12 at gmail.com uh, and that's sweetlips with a double P, um, I'd be really, really grateful. Thank you very much. Okay, that's the delay. What have you been up to since last week, Rachel? Oh my god, <coughs> okay. Um... Well, obviously, last Tuesday night we went out with the girls, with you, and that was nice. Had a Mexican meal, 
Um, four of us, yeah. The yeah. four of us, which yeah. is lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, the big highlight for me is two or three is I revisited the discussion that I had with my wife about where I'm at and what I'm doing and where I'm going and where she is. And it, again, it was a difficult conversation, very emotional, lots of concerns. But the good news is we've reached an agreement. We're still married. We still love each other. But we've now got uh, a situation where we've agreed to extend my time as Rachel on a weekly basis at the apartment. So instead of doing two and a half to three days a week, I'm now going to better do four to five days per week. Give or take, obviously depending on personal circumstances and commitments. And also, rather than it being a fixed Sunday night through to Wednesday morning, there's going to be a lot of flexibility on days now. So if there's an event that's coming up on a Thursday or Saturday, I can change my days to coincide with that. So that's pretty big for me because I've wanted that for a while. Um, I don't like my voice very much. I'm working on that. And I'm pleased to say that after lots of searching, I finally found a female voice coach. She's in England and she's going to do it by Zoom, I think it's called, or Zoop or whatever it's called. And I've booked the first lesson for next Monday. Fabulous. So it's an hour uh, introduction and she sounds like an absolute scream. Um, And then we do half an hour from then on per session and hopefully we can discover Rachel's natural female voice in there somewhere, which would be amazing. And um, Rachel actually sounds like Brian Blessed in real life. Oh she's my God. Really, really. So this is quite a good. You've really done well. So I've done really, really well at the yeah. moment, even up to now. So that's fabulous, <laughs> isn't it? And the last thing is, I've made another appointment for yet another wig, wig fitting and consultation at our favourite hairdressers. And I'm going there on Monday, um, and this will be my fourth wig. Um, I'm going to go for a long brunette. Because the short, uh, the short brunette I've got on now is nice. I've got a short blonde one, as you know. I've got the longer ombre brunette, what I have blonde one, which looks lovely. And now I'm going to get a long brunette one as well. Mm. So I've got four different looks there. So I'm really excited about that. Fantastic! And you'll be able to show it off audi- audibly, audibly <laughs> on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the Mexican. It was nice. It was it was lovely to um, to be out with the girls. Um, uh, we we were, went to bed on um, Tuesday night and woke up in England. Uh, you wonder what I mean. Um, it's rained pretty much constantly, <laughs> off and on pretty much constantly. I mean, every day since last Wednesday. Um, we've had floods. I mean, you, you know, I told you, um, it rains in Spain, it rains heavier than anywhere I've ever been before. And um, the floods, I think rain for 15 minutes and you've got floods. <clears throat> they haven't got any drains, have No, they? no. And it, I suppose it's like the UK with um, snow. Mm. You know, people say, well, why can't you be ready for the snow each year? Well, it happens that rarely. That, you, you know, if you spend all that money, then it's just going to be wasted because most of the time you won't need it. But it's the same with Spain, with rain. But the problem is we, it's at last of the week and I've been here nearly, I've been there about six and a half years. And I've never known so much rain in one week. I mean, when I'm saying so much, so many rain showers and stuff. And we've just had a thunderstorm in the last hour. And it's Monday afternoon, so that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, six days now of of constant, almost constant rain. it's not raining now. It's now dry. No, no. And I I, I did get a new umbrella last week, so I've had a chance to use it. Um... Uh, so, so it is really unusual for us to have so much rain, so it's quite weird. Um, 
And something else happened. It went out last week, and um, as we were getting ready, I heard someone shout upstairs. Obviously, it's going to be my wife because there's only two of us live there. And she shouted, Have you got a pair of tights I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I did. And she did. And that's a first, um, which is quite, quite good. Um, she also plucked my eyebrows yesterday as well, which is quite interesting. We'll talk a bit more about that one uh, uh, later. And also, my, I got my—I mentioned last week—I got my new coat. It's absolutely fabulous. Um, it's so wonderful. So that's our our week. Um, I'm gonna now. Um, uh, this week's podcast, um, as on the title says, the things we do as tea women that we never do as when men. I think early on, one of the earlier podcasts, we called ourselves Tea Girls because we liked the idea of being Tea Girls. I've called it Tea Women this time because it's a bit more grown up. Um, My word. Because we grow, can you be. You grow up quick, oh, don't you? Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I've grown up. Um, and um, what, what we never do as men, we say never, we do more as women than we do as men. So we're going to talk about that. But we're going to go through the, a, a few bits of news first. And. and we're going to try and whiz through it quite quickly because a lot of it's negative and some of the things that come up will be about the negativity of the news. Um, most news is negative. There are so many people hell-bent in this world on making other people put other people in a bad mood and making them feel bad. Um, and I've got the first little bit of news and it's not about trans women or trans men. It's about sexism. And it came out... Um, and I'll read what I've got down here. A journalist has described Stanley Johnson, that's the um, uh, uh, UK's esteemed prime minister. Do I, do I tell people what I call him? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, um, yeah, a flight tip mattress I call the prime minister. <laughs> um, um, his father, Stanley Johnson, the female journalist has called him a little over-friendly and handsy. Amid allegations that the former Conservative politician groped an MP and a political journalist. He apparently assaulted two women, Conservative MP Caroline Noakes, and, who said he smacked it on the backside about as hard as he could, and the political journalist Albi Albi Rea, who said he groped me. I might have um, pronounced her name wrong there. I apologise if she's listening. Um, who said he groped me. Um, in her tweet, the GB News presenter, saying no more, um, Isabel Oakshot seemed to come to the defence of the charming, she called him, Mr Johnson, amid the allegations writing that officers should focus, police officers should focus their limited investigations, resources on investigating real crimes. Now this comes two or three months after we had a police officer sentenced for the rape and murder of, 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 a, of a woman and the outcry about sexism in the police and everywhere else. And now we've got a conservative political journalist condoning sexism against women. And one of the things I think I said at the time, whether I said it on air and someone else, it's a lot of the people that allow it to go on. Um, men perpetrate it, but women allow it as well. And that seems to be an awful shame because, because you know, we all need to get together on this. Um, and I come up with, I had a little look around and I found a, a, a something called benevolent sexism, which is sexism that's supposed to be helpful to the person 
but is actually keeping them in their place. Compliments, consistent compliments to women keep you in your place. Jobs that, putting you in a job that suits your gender, even within the job you're already doing. We know people who have come back to work after maternity leave and been deliberately put in easy or easier jobs or reduced workload. Um, and they're not coming back after being sick, they're coming back after giving birth, which is a perfectly natural thing for women. Um, or, or also men will be given the, the tougher or the more difficult clients um, and they can't they often can't send a woman because they feel protective towards and we had a chat about that didn't we he talked mm. about the armed forces about yeah. um, women being on the front line was it in America and they, they <coughs> stopped him well it was also my son's comment because he went oh, into yeah. the army in, in the officer training corp and he said basically they were, they didn't at that time allow female soldiers to go on the front line on active duty because the men, instead of fighting the enemy, would be protective of the female yeah. colleagues. And that's the inbuilt, learned sexism that we we have. And it's still there everywhere. Women and children first. And of course, there'll be people listening to this that won't agree with me saying that shouldn't happen. But it's, 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 that, it's, that, it's that thing that women are as weak as children and therefore can't, men will have to protect them. And the man will probably, possibly even drown, trying to protect them. Um, yep. So, um, I could give you more examples of that, but I won't. Um, <clears throat> on Facebook, someone, there's a, there's a lookalike, um, which is quite amusing, um, a lookalike um, um, group. And um, someone posted uh, Meghan Markle and Alex Scott as being lookalikes. And it suddenly deteriorated in comments about their looks. And Meghan Markle particularly got a hard time of it. Uh, or was on the receiving end of the, of the, the comments. And, but the one thing that stuck for me was that um, Alex uh, Scott, um, people were saying that she ticked all the boxes. Um, she only got the job because she ticked all the boxes. And she... Um, she uh, boasts the race boxes and the female boxes, and it made me wonder if a woman or a black woman ever got a job because of they were the best person and not because it was a box ticking exercise, which all these mainly men um, seem to comment on. And I say mainly men because there were women saying the same thing oh, they've ticked a box, that's why they've got it. So it's all part of the same thing, really. Um, you'd not have you heard of India? Will it be? <clears throat> Only because of what you've said, Hun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, to be honest, but just quickly on that, <clears throat> I've only re recently started paying a lot of attention to, um, if you like, social role models within this sphere. So, I'm taking your lead to a certain extent. Yeah, it's a difficult one because I, I only noticed uh, she's on daytime TV um, and other things. She's a transgender woman. And she puts herself out there as a transgender woman, protecting transgender rights. And you may not agree with everything she says, and I don't agree with everything she says. But she's um, very vocal on Twitter, and she seems to be getting a lot of trolling at the moment. Um, she's been hammered, in fact. Um, and I'm going to use labels to identify the people who are trolling her, because that's the easiest thing to do. And you might not, you might feel yourself fit into that role. Um, the what the label that seems to be being pushed around is the feminist label, and there seems to be a lot of groups of feminist 
I'm saying a lot of groups, it's a handful of groups, isn't it? Of feminist women who are anti-trans and are putting themselves out there. And there was one particular who um, was having a go at her, um, calling her all sorts for being trans. Um, and she was having a go back saying trans women deserve to be protected as well, particularly because they highlight it. Um, it's been highlighted this week. It's Transgender Awareness Week last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, now, the person that was having a go at her was giving her abuse. And then to top it all, she found an old picture of, of India and put that up on Twitter for everybody to see. And this was an old picture of her before she, um, she had a, a transformation. Uh, which is, I, I struggle to find uh, on social media a more nastier thing for someone to do because that's often people re- refer to that as they're dead to me. Mm. Um, now, this person that did it had a, a massive 51 followers. Now, I won't, um, <laughs> I won't give them the satisfaction of, of mentioning who they are, but you, if you look down in India Willoughby's tweets, you'll probably see her there. Um, and then there was another one in particular who um, I replied to, and of course she gave me the same abuse as she gave she gave India and all the other trans women that tried to reason with her. Um, and she had 104 followers, so they're obviously getting them out there. I mean, I'm, I've only got just short of a thousand followers myself, so but 104 followers on Twitter, wow. And how many followers does India will it be got? About 43,500. Oh, um, God. Now, now <clears throat> the thing is, um, they're all claiming being trans is subjective. This, this, this is not subjective. But what I and Rachel feel, I, I, we talked to you yesterday, wasn't I? I can't understand it. I don't understand how and why it, hap- it, it happened when it did, when it was when we were young and through our lives. But that's why it can't be subjective, because it, yeah. it is objective, because it's real, it's there. So it exists. Subjective suggests a choice. Yeah. It's not <laughs> a choice, believe you. It, it, it's not a choice. Um, so it, it then, then suggests maybe mental health, mental illness is, is subjective, and ADHD and autism is subjective. I mean, these people... Uh, and, and there's a Conservative MP for Workington, again I won't mention his name, but he's the MP for Workington doing the same thing. There are two sexes, end of, anything else is not normal. Just on the choice bit, I suppose there is an element of choice in there somewhere in the sense that <clears throat> we don't know why we feel the way we do. Yeah. And we don't choose necessarily to feel the way we do, but we do choose to embrace it and not ignore it. Yeah, yeah. And that is a choice. Because for 50 yeah. odd years I ignored it, as yeah. you did. Yeah. And we've yeah. now chosen not to. So there is yeah. an element of choice in there. And there's a choice how we take it forward as well. Because I can't, I can't do certain things because it will destroy my marriage to the love of my life. Mm-hmm. And I have chosen not to do that because without that person I'd be nothing. So... Um, so we have choices within that. We 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 have a li- we have a, a, a life to live within those two boundaries. And I suppose it's like the Kinsey, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If you haven't, if you don't know the Kinsey scale of sexuality, it's worth looking it up. Um, it's too much to explain here, but it's quite straightforward in relation to those two ends of a scale, completely straight and completely gay. And there are also two ends of a scale in trans, male and female. 
and some men are more effeminate than other men and some women are more masculine than other women but we're all people and we're all on that scale and I don't know what's made me like this when I was younger and everything else I don't know what what it is but I'm trying to come to grips with it and trying to live within that framework so that I can live my life the people I love can live their lives and we can all we can all move forward um, can I just say on the social media thing <clears throat> I've again started paying a lot of attention to social media and I've basically seen a dearth if that's a word of negativity and 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 all I can come up with is 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 the reality of my experience so you've got social media out there which a lot of people pay a lot of attention to and you've got the reality and all I can say is in my personal experience the stuff that's on social media seems to be deliberate scaremongering propaganda and what I mean by that is I think they're deliberately painting the picture that the world is much worse than it really is for us. Um, and I don't know why and I don't know what the agenda is. But for me, in my experience, I've never really encountered any negative episodes. I mean, you did the first today. We were out shopping and you used ladies' toilets in bars and restaurants. Yeah. But you had to go to the ladies' loo in a shopping centre. Yeah. And I could see you were, were, were concerned, mm -hmm. but you did it. Yeah. Did you have any negative experiences? No, no. In fact, what did you no. say to me when you came out? You said you made it worse for yourself than it really yeah, was. because I was a bit panicky when because I was going Because you thought it was going to yeah. be horrible. Yeah. And that's because yeah. we've listened to all this, can I use the word shite? All this shite that's out there, it's gone into our minds, into our brains, and we all believe, or we all led to believe, that the world's a terrible place for trans people. Mm. I can honestly put my hand on my heart, and I've been out, out now for, for two years, on a, almost a weekly, if not daily basis, and I've been everywhere apart from flying on an aeroplane. On, on, and and um, we talked about this before, and I've not had any negative experiences, not one. So all that stuff on social media isn't real. It really isn't real. Not in my experience. If that helps anybody. Yeah. Uh, last night we were in a bar. And a woman came over. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. middle-aged woman, um, similar age to us, I'd say, would you say? I thought she was a bit older. Yeah, well, she looked a bit older. But she might have been. <laughs> <laughs> she, it turns out she was a Norwegian woman. And um, Is she our Norwegian listener? I wonder, <laughs> yeah. Did you tell her? I didn't know. No. No. Um, her husband had walked off. Uh, where's the way for drink? And she'd been left by everybody. She'd been with a group of people and she'd be left on her own. So she came over and said, can I sit with you and chat? I know. And um, we said, yeah, okay. And she, what, she stayed for half an hour? Stayed for Something half an hour. Like. The bizarre thing was we were eating our dinner as well. Yeah. So, you know, for me personally, if I wanted to go and talk to someone, I would have waited until they finished their tea. But there you go. But she did apologise for that. Yeah, she, and she, <laughs> said, she said, thank you for, for letting me chat to you. Um, and, we, and we talked about it, didn't we? We said if we had been men, Sat there as she guys, would never she have come over. Not in a million years would she have done that. Um, and look what happened in the shop queue today. And that one, in the yeah. suit in the, in the shop where you were in getting the shoes, this girl in front of you showed us a pair of cute girly socks, which unfortunately were too small. They were cute girly <laughs> yeah. socks for both of us. And then she turned around and said, oh, they're too small. And she said, by the way, you both look really gorgeous and cute. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of response that you yeah. get. You don't get all this hatred. Yeah. I think if you go looking for it, you'll find it. I, I, in the queue, I, I, I can't say what I bought. 
<laughs> but she said, um, are they the right size? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, um, no, they're, they're not for me, for me, mujer, for my wife. And she went, oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, so um, that was that was interesting because um, everything is positive, isn't it? We're, it is. we're being received positively pretty much everywhere. I think just to sum it up on there, again, again, it is only my own experience, but also yours as well. And I said this to you earlier on, Carla, I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of silly people out there. There's a lot of bullies. There's a lot of people with an agenda. I choose to play in my own sandpit with the people that want to play with me, mm. playing the games I want to play. And that's really what life's all about. If you don't like a situation, don't be part of it. If you, you know, not everybody's got that freedom and control. I understand that. But at the end of the day, your life is what you make it. And if you go looking for the negative and you go out there with that expectation, like you with the loo, you got yourself into a right old state, but actually it was fine. Yeah. Because yeah. it isn't a horrible place out there. It is a safe world. And yes, I know Spain is at the vanguard of LBGT plus IQ or whatever it's called, but I think it would be the same in England as well. Obviously, you wouldn't go into a into a bar full of drunken football players that are all beating each other up. You wouldn't do that anyway. So you've got to choose where you go. But on the whole, it's quite safe out there. I think anyway. Yeah. You could go into a bar of football supporters whenever we're playing, but they'd be all crying so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, they wouldn't notice you. And that you'd be offended then. Nobody noticed me. Mm. Oh, God. Um, OK. Um, and, and they shout the loudest. The negative ones shout the loudest. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, OK, and one more. Um, multiple lockdowns. Um, the National Centre for Social Research have said that multiple lockdowns and reduced access to care during the pandemic has exacerbated gender dysphoria. Now, we know everybody suffered with the lockdowns, but this is a particular study for um, gender dysphoria and uh, isolation and loneliness has affected in a particular way. And OK, cancelled hospital appointments could account for everybody. Um, post but postponed post-transition care was cancelled for people post-op transitioning. It reduced mental support for trans people and lack of face-to-face -face contact with their other LGBTQ plus friends. Um, and a lot were misgendered when using face coverings on the phone. Uh, sorry, face-to-face uh, -face on Skype and on the phone um, because you had to phone more and do stuff face to face, and you had to do things more like that. Um, people working from home as well, particularly, uh, was a problem. And one of the one of the things was, um, if you're used to, and one of the things we, it, it's specific to us really. If you're wanting, if you are a trans person and you normally dress in clothes opposite to your assigned gender a lot in fact most of it secretly well, when we the partners at work yeah yeah, yeah we all did that started it secretly and when you're locked at home with your partner you can't do it and I thought about it and I thought that's possibly why I broke when I did and I came out and told my wife everything because it was months of lockdown, because we had quite a severe one here, yeah, didn't we? we did, a really yeah. severe one. And then we were only allowed out for an hour a day at like five in the morning for a walk and midnight, it was stupid times. But I, I ended up breaking and I ended up having to tell my wife and um, 
And for me, it's a good thing. <laughs> but it was a miserable three or four months. But it was it ended up being the good things, and I, it's it's worked out for me. But there'll be ninety ninety five percent of people that it hasn't worked out for in our particular area. You'll all have your own issues. Just on that, I'm trying to cast my mind back. I do remember us being locked down, <clears throat> and I was out dressing in secret, but I didn't dress in the house. I used to pretend to go out and play golf, and um, I had a stash of clothes that I hid away, and I took them out and for various. Um, situations I was able to dress in secret and be out and about so while I was dressing in secret I was actually out yeah. which is weird because yeah. most people are in the house I was outside I was yeah. driving around in my car and going to places in secret yeah. my partner didn't know but the rest of the world did so, but I can't remember how I dealt with the lockdown because I wouldn't mm. have been allowed out I don't remember no, no. I must have missed it I, maybe I just occupied myself with other things I can't yeah. remember yeah, I think it's, I got drunk. It's about six hundred and ten or six hundred and eleven days now since our lockdown started in March twenty twenty. I know that because I started Duolingo on the five days after it started, and I've done it every day since. So I know. I mean, exactly we're not still in lockdown long. now, are we? We're no, we're not. Oh God, no, 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 no. <clears throat> and we haven't. And been there's for a, a while. fear that, that that could happen again, but we're still very low here, aren't we? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, this week's topic, things we do as tea women that we never do as men. Oh and we're going to bear ourselves here. And we, we are aware that there, there could be stereotypes going on here and stereotypical things. Not all women do the things we're going to mention and not all men don't do them. So, um, and, and, and a lot of it's going to be a lot light-hearted. So um, take it as you... You see it. Do you, do you want to go first, or shall I go first? You've got one. You go first. Oh my god! I've done. I've done a lot of talking so far. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so the things that I do as a tea girl that I didn't do as a guy. Okay. And these are not in any particular order. Or did more. That. Or did more. Or did more. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Now, okay. Apart from the obvious of wearing makeup and a wig and putting women's clothes on, I'm not yeah. going to include that. Yeah. Okay. So number one, and these aren't in any particular order, is I've put don't give way. And I don't mean in my car. Yeah. <laughs> Although some people might disagree with That's that. That's a Spanish thing, isn't it? It is. <laughs> don't give they way. don't use their indicators <laughs> either. But anyway, but what I mean by that is, is when I'm walking down the pavement, if I see a man or woman coming towards me, my default position as a guy was to give get way, way. Get out of the way. As a girl, I don't do that. And that was really hard to learn to do that. And that's a biggie because men give way to women. I know it's a sexism. I know it's the behavior. It's the benevolent behavior. But, you know, when you're out there, you've got to blend in. So that was the biggie for me. So not, not giving away. And That know, was a task for me from my counselor because that was right. one of the things I said. I still do. Yeah, it's And difficult. she said, don't give way to anyone, yep. even women, because it'll knock it out of your system. I still find it hard. It is hard. But I do, I do hold me ground a bit more. And I have to really hard. make a conscious effort. And But it is a biggie. So I do yeah. that. Because as a guy, I was always very chivalrous and moved out of the way. Uh, number two, uh, learn to take, stroke, receive. And what I mean by that is, is gestures. Uh, people opening the door for me. And that's men and women. But mainly men. Uh, having my drinks bought. It's happened a couple of times in bars when people have been chatting away. And we've got friendly with guys in particular. Uh, no agenda, they just buy you a drink. Uh, gifts, etc., being bought for you, which doesn't happen very often as a guy or didn't do for me. Um, number three for me, this is going to make a lot of people laugh, but it's just me. I've put hold my we in. And what I mean by that is, is, I know you were laughing, is that when I was a guy, if I needed a wee, I'd go for a wee because it was easy. As a girl, because of the clothes I wear and I tuck 
and I go to a lot of length to make myself look very feminine, it's difficult to undo all of that out in public mm. and then put yourself all back together again. So I hold my wee now to the last possible minute, um, which sometimes isn't without consequences, but we won't go there. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, so that's that one. Uh, number four, enjoy clothes and window shopping. I used to hate doing that in guy mode. Love it as a girl. Can't get enough. Um, uh, I, I, I've always enjoyed it, but that was because I secretly enjoyed shopping for women's clothes with the woman I was with oh at the God. time. But I, got, I had to go and the now shop. Now I, I do, it. do it. Now I do it on my own. We do it. We, I do it as a woman, and it's fabulous. It is fabulous. I love it. Um, next one on my list was pay attention to fashion. I do look at that a lot. I didn't really care as a guy. I wore whatever I felt comfortable in. Now I do look at fashion. And I've got a real interest in it. Number six is wear more jewellery. Um, I never wore a necklace as a guy. I never had my ears pierced as a guy. And I certainly never had my belly button pierced as a guy. All of those I've now done. And wearing more than one ring on my finger. Um, number seven. And this is a biggie. Take excellent care of my skin religiously on my face and my body. I put moisturiser on every day on my whole body. And I've got a very good and rigorous skincare routine for my face and that has made a difference to my skin and i'm very very concerned about that uh number eight is have my eyebrows plucked because yeah. as a guy i've got quite bushy eyebrows and now they're more feminine and each time i go back to the hairdressers they become slightly more feminine than they were before that's my little secret um number nine <laughs> is more it isn't <laughs> <laughs> no it's not number nine is wear my waistline higher on my clothes and i mean trousers and skirts as a guy yeah my not that i wore skirts very often but it would go to my hips as a girl it's my belly button so everything's much higher up yeah. and it makes your legs look young longer and they feel better and it's more comfortable well, that's the fit isn't it? everything fits better that, that it does high, uh, yeah it's there's a way of better. doing it for people who who want to try women's clothes then just make you can make them fit better. They're cut to fit higher up, much higher up. Yeah. And actually, if you wear your jeans really high as a guy, you look silly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas as a girl, Simon Cowell wears his trousers really. Who high, wants to look like, like Simon Cowell? Cowell? Anyway, but as a girl, you look really silly with your trousers down low, or and your skirts obviously. So that's that was a biggie for me. Mm. And um, the last one, something you picked up just before, is the feminine decor in my apartment. I have demasculized my home, if demasculized is a word, with ornaments, fixtures and fittings, and soft furnishings. And I know all of those things are exterior, but I believe the interior change was already probably going on for me as a guy. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't need to change that, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So that's my little list. Isn't it? And I have had a word in the past, there's still no cushions in your car. We need to work Actually, on the, that. Actually, there is cushions in my car. They're in the boot. Uh, well, that, to get that's where you're going wrong, you see. <laughs> we need cushions. Cushions. So I did say about stereotyping, didn't I? Um, I'm going to try and add in between there. Um, I I love music, and I have a taste of music. Um, but I've now started liking music that I never, not, I never liked before, but appreciating before. And I interpret the words and the, and in different ways now. And I'm trying desperately to think of some examples. But um, I also link that with living my teenage years again. Whenever I hear 70s and 80s disco music, I remember being the one that had to go onto the floor and ask somebody to dance. And um, now I look back on it and think, I wonder what would have happened if at a very, very young age, in the 70s it probably couldn't have happened 
I'd have maybe transitioned and my life, my experience of music in the 70s and 80s would have been completely different. Now, in the early 80s, I wore a lot of makeup. I was what they called a new romantic and the pictures are out there. I'm quite happy to send them to people if they want to see them. Um, there aren't many left, unfortunately, uh, through time, but I wore plenty of makeup, did my hair and everything, and wore flamboyant clothes. I was quite happy to do that, and I loved doing that. And maybe that was a clue. But I wonder what would have happened had I had I been able to do what I do now and then. But music does make me interpret songs and words in different way ways. Heaven must be missing an angel. I'm convinced they're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I love the nightlife um, and my favourite film ever is Priscilla Queen of the Desert you know that, everybody knows yeah, that um, Ideal World by the Christians um, uh, and I think of an ideal world and it, they're always triggers for me poetry as well and um, she moves in her own way by the cooks yeah. um, I love that and um, I, again I feel like they're singing it about me even though the words, the rest of the words might not fit and there are tons more songs like that. So that's that's me. Um, let's see. T I do take more time getting ready. Um, if I'm going out um, in mail mode, from shower to ready is about 10 minutes. Oh my God. Um, if I don't need to shave. <laughs> that's cool. Um, and I mean, I've got a face and a head to shave as well. So, um, so 10 minutes straight. It's, it's a doddle. Um, I've now I, I've got my time getting ready as Carla so much down um, it's about a quarter of yours isn't it it's, uh... it still takes me a little while <laughs> yeah it's, 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 but, it's, um, but it's part of the experience I absolutely love it another half hour a shower and everything else that goes with it the shaving you see I shave my legs and my chest and, um, and it's part of the ritual and then it's about half an hour with the makeup and everything else. And it is the whole thing is it's part of the night, part of the day, part of a lot of it's practice though, isn't it? Because yes. the more what I've noticed, especially with eye makeup, I'm still very new at that, is the more I'm doing it, the easier it's getting and the quicker it's getting to get the look I want. Mm. So I'm only having to rub it off three times now, not ten times before I get yeah. it right. So yeah. I'm progressing. Yeah. So that's le taking less time. Oh, definitely, yeah. You and know also day try. makeup and night makeup. Can I just say that on here? Yeah. I made the mistake earlier on to wear heavy makeup daytime and night, and I didn't realise there's two different looks. And for I think for cis women, they probably know that already, but I didn't yeah. have a clue. So yeah. I've now got a very light makeup regime for the daytime yeah. and a much more glamorous one at night. And, of course, yeah. the daytime one takes less time to put on yeah. because there's not as much of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. Um, I was uh, quite early on. I was told you don't need that much blusher. You're going out for the day, not for the night. Mm -hmm. So thank you. You don't need that colour lipstick. You're going out for the day, not for the night. Right. Your eyes are too heavy. You're going out for the day, not for the night. <laughs> thank you. Was this by your darling wife, by any Might have been. Might have been. And she did say the other day, "I've got to keep my eyes open. I've got to keep my eye on you because your makeup's getting as good as mine." <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, sorry. Take too much time getting ready. I'm I, like you. Oh, my nails. I love painting my nails. But because I can only go out for a day or two, I, they have to come off like really quickly the next day um, because we have visitors to the house because of the business. And um, 
uh, it's not it's I think it'd be fine but well you know <laughs> I've only ever had black nails before but that was like when it was like a gothy romantic punky thing in the 40 years ago Um I do enjoy shopping for clothes more. Absolutely love it. And it's much easier to go shopping as a girl as as a man. Trying on girls' clothes, that is. Um, I care about me now. I make quite a, a bold statement uh, to myself and it almost, it quite upset me. Um, but I love me now and I've never truly loved myself before. It's quite... Um, um, yeah. I've always struggled with depression and I don't... I don't struggle with depression anywhere near as much now. So, um, I do smile more. Um, I have chosen my own name, which I love, and I've mentioned before, and I love shoes, and I particularly love bags. I I had a man bag, but it doesn't it doesn't do justice. They're, they're so much more colourful, and uh, I love bags. Uh, I can take compliments as well. Um, and, and we do get a lot of compliments. And in my experience, it's virtually always women. Mm-hmm. Um, the men ones seem to be quite, quite weird. The, man, the male interest <laughs> You're is dead sexy, and is it? Yeah, it's but all the about women ones, you look, isn't you it? look wonderful. You really mm. fit in. You look beautiful. Your makeup's great. It's, it's that. That to me is, is it's an ultimate for me. That, yeah, because that really yeah. is a real tick in the box, isn't it? Um, and if I'm being self-critical. I've got a perfectionist personality anyway. It doesn't mean I'm a perfectionist. It means I've got a perfectionist personality. But I'm very critical of the way I look now as opposed to what I was before because it needs to look just right. Um, and I don't know whether that's everybody or just me. <laughs> um, and I do talk about things to other people that I never talked about before. I'd never have done this as a man. <laughs> Um, share my feelings like this and we share lots of feelings we do and I share stuff with my wife and my counsellor and everything else so. and I got my other ear pierced as well <laughs> is there anything Rachel that you'd like to add to this because oh we're, we're on like 42 minutes no I think we've covered a lot of ground um, just to say that to all the the new girls there that haven't been out before don't want to go out. Well, I know we go on about this, but I think that for me, part of the point on this is to help encourage people find their confidence. And we're by no means experts, as you always say, we're not. But we are out there and we are doing stuff. Yeah. And that first step that you take is, is immense. But believe you me, it's worth it. Even if it's just to the bottom of your back garden and back, or to put the rubbish out, or you get in your car and you go and buy your first item of clothing, or whatever it is, you don't have to start big. It could be going out of the house in male garb, going to Asda's or or whatever clothing shop and buying your first pair of panties or a pair of tights. As far as everyone else is concerned, that could be for your wife. But do it because it's a first step. And then the second step and the third step will follow. But you've got to take that first step. And if you want to ask us anything, email us. Please, please do. Because um, we'll, we'll answer anything. Yeah. Really well. If you want to answer it in public, we won't mention names. But we can cover it in the one of these these podcasts. Um, right. I mean, could be controversial, but I don't think it is. Um, I'll close with a quote from a, a transgender girl. Um and this is a transgender girl who is from the USA and she's nine years old. Oh my God. And um, 
And I wonder how different and wonderful will her life be now she's found herself because she's nine, she's got fully supportive parents, oh, she's in a process that's supporting her and everything else and she's she's away from this negative, you know, you have to you have to be like you have been for the last thousand years or else or the hell will freeze over. Um and um one of the quotes came from a um was the best thing about being a girl is now I don't have to pretend to be a boy. In January, nine-year-old Jackson from the USA was the first transgender person featured on the cover of National Geographic. When asked what she liked most about being a girl, she said simply that she likes how she does not have to act like someone she is not. Wow. Goodbye, everyone, and thank you for listening. Bye.